Please remain standing as we join together in reading a portion of God's Word from Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 49. Please read with me. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored, because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Whenever we're faced with a monumental task, a huge responsibility, if we're smart, we welcome wise and good advice. We know we need it. We know that the chances of us being effective at that task or that responsibility is greatly enhanced if we decide to heed that advice. And the greater the challenge, the more appreciative we are of that advice. We're here this morning to honor and to celebrate mothers. If there's any challenge in all the world that is monumental, that is more challenging and more awesomely important than being a mother, I don't know what is. As a matter of fact, I'd go on record as saying there is no vocation that is more important and that demands more sacrifice, more important than being a mom. And I would suspect that every mom here, at some level, feels the weight of this honor and of this responsibility that probably causes you to seek advice. I love to watch young mothers gather together. Uh, They get together and they, they converse with one another. They talk about the kids. They compare notes. They share ideas. They hold each other up. They give advice on what to do in certain situations. They fuss about their husband's lack of understanding. There's this collective sense among them that to be a good mom, there are things they need and long for from one another. That it's much better trying to do this mom thing with advice from others and support from others than just trying to do it on your own. But I've also discovered it's not just young moms who are open to advice. You see, moms of all ages know that their children will always, always look to them for nurture, for consolation, for wisdom, the influence that you have in the lives of your children, regardless of your age or their age, extends long after your children are young. Just recently, uh, my wife Becky was having a rather stressful day. And um, 
it reached the point where she was just emotionally and physically exhausted. And so she sits down in the middle of the floor and starts to cry and says, Stuart, I just would love one more chance to talk with Mama. There's never a time when your influence as mom goes away. And so given the enormity of your task, good advice is usually welcome. And so this morning, uh, I want to address the moms who are here, and I want to offer you some advice. Now trust me, I know... I have no assumptions that I'm in a position to give any advice to any of you. That would be crazy. But what I would like to do this morning is to invite you to consider the advice of someone who is highly qualified to give it, especially because it has borne out to be great advice throughout generations. This person I'm talking about is Mary, the mother of Jesus. When Mary learned that she was going to be a mother, she immediately in her heart went to a passage of the scripture of the day that she would have known. And she recited it to herself. It's actually words that were written or spoken first by Hannah when Hannah discovered that she was going to be a mother. It's a passage of Scripture we've come to to know as the Magnificat, and it it provides some magnificent advice for mothers of all ages. When Mary first found out she was going to be a mom, she spoke these words, but I'm convinced that these words became the way she lived as a mom for the rest of her life. And in the words, some great advice. And if she were here this morning, I think she would offer this word of advice to you moms. The first thing I think she'd say is this. Take care of your soul. She says it this way. With all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depth of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. Listen to that. Even at this young age, here's a woman who, who must have known the, the, the awesome, the, the amazing, the, the magnitude of this responsibility that she was about to take on being a, a mom. And she knows that the most important thing for her to do is to take care of her soul, to make love for God the pressing passion of her life. She realized that her faith was not something that could be casual or flippant. Her spiritual life could not be down on the totem pole of priorities. It had to be first and foremost. And so she says, with all, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. Her faith was not shallow. It was not flippant. She does not say, on the surface of who I am. But rather she says, in the depths of who I am. In other words, at my inner core of who I am, 
I rejoice in God, my Savior. You know, we have an emphasis nowadays to uh, take care of our bodies. And that's a great, great thing to do, obviously. Talk to a lot of younger moms particularly, and you'll probably get around to talking about some new exercise class that they're involved with or some nutritional supplement that they're taking to keep themselves physically fit. They're highly committed to taking care of their health and their body. Mary's advice to you is this. Don't forget to also take care of your soul. Live your life, go about your task in such a way in which you can honestly and with integrity say, Oh, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. Live your life in such a way that you can honestly say, in the depths of who I am, in my inner core, I am someone who rejoices in God, my Savior. Moms, there are little people under your care. And what they learn about life, what they learn about right and wrong, good and bad, a lot of it happens by listening to you, watching you, sitting on your lap, being in conversation with you. When they are hurting, when they're confused, when they need direction, when they need consoling, what they're going to need most is not so much a mother with a strong body. But far more importantly, they will need a mother with a strong soul. A soul that is immersed in the love and grace of God. A soul that is longing to grow in the knowledge of God, a soul that is day by day being formed and shaped in the likeness of God. And so my question for you this morning is, are you taking care of your soul? Are you making sure that you nurture your own spiritual life? Do you, do you carve out adequate time for prayer just to be alone, you and God together? Is worship a priority in your life, whether it's in here or every day in some form or fashion out there? Are you taking care of your soul? And then Mary would offer this advice. And I think she would stand straight and say it proudly. Moms, whatever you do, claim your status. There's been a move over the last few decades to minimize the role of motherhood. Unfortunately, to some degree, women have been made to believe that unless they work outside the home, that they aren't really doing anything important with their life. Now, let's be absolutely clear. Mothers choose to have a career or not to have a career. 
Both of those choices need to be respected and affirmed. But the part of their life that has the highest value and has the most opportunity to make an influence in the world is their influence and their relationship with their children. She can be a corporate CEO in a penthouse office, but her greatest eternal impact will be as a mom. Mary felt a new sense of purpose when she found out that she was going to be a mother. She says, look, from now on, the world is going to consider me highly favored. Now, I realize that she's about to give birth to the Savior of the world. That makes her kind of special. But I believe that the words here say something not just about Mary, but say something about motherhood beyond just Mary. And it's this, that if you are a mother today, whether by giving birth to a child or whether through adopting of a child, you are highly favored. Now, that doesn't mean that God loves you any more than he loves us. He loves us all the same. But you are favored in that upon you now rests the highest honor and duty and responsibility that is humanly possible. And therefore, you are highly favored. Don't let anybody tell you that's not important. You claim your status. I, I, I like that story that uh, Tony Campolo told a number of years ago. Uh, when, uh, when he was on the faculty at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, he and his wife attended a, uh, a faculty banquet. And it was a big to-do. A lot of city officials were there, prominent people. It was a black tie, evening gown type event. Tony's wife, uh, by her own choice, had made a decision to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And she always felt like she was having to defend that decision. At this banquet, he he tells that... uh, a, a woman who was a prominent lawyer in town walked up to his wife and uh, introduced herself and uh, said, uh, oh, so I understand you're, you're Tony Campolo's wife. Said, uh, she said, uh, what is it that you do, my dear? And Tony's wife looked at her and said this. I am socializing two homo sapiens into the dominant values of the Judeo-Christian tradition in order that they might be instruments for the transformation of the social order into the teleologically prescribed utopia inherent in the eschaton. When she finished, she looked at the lady lawyer and said, And my dear, what is it that you do? 
somehow being a highfalutin lawyer didn't sound nearly as impressive. Claim your status. Moms have an inward track into a, another human being's heart and life that transcends any, any other. You're highly favored. And then Mary would say this. Trust God's blessings. Mary said it this way. The mighty one has done great things for me. I think she lived the rest of her life saying that the mighty one has done great things for me. Moms, when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you don't think you have the strength to be effective as a a mother given the challenges facing you, you remember. You remember and tell yourself, the Mighty One has done great things for me. And He will continue to do great things for you. He is with you. He has promised to guide you. He will be there. You can trust His blessings. The greatest challenge Mary faced as a mother was the day she had to stand and watch her son nailed to a cross, crucified as the Savior of the world. God must have felt very far away to Mary that day. But even in that moment, God reached out to her Jesus, sensing her pain and her her need for strength, looks down from the cross at his mother. And then he points to John and said, John, behold your mother. And he looked at Mary and said, Woman, behold your son. It was God's way of reassuring Mary that he was there, that he would never abandon her, and that he would provide her the strength and the love and the grace that she would need from that moment on. In her moment of greatest need, God God reassures her of his love, and His presence. And He will do that for you as well. Take care of your soul. Claim your status. Trust God's blessings. On Mother's Day, uh, restaurants all over Noonan. And don't think you can go out to Peachtree City. It'll be just as bad there. Restaurants all over Noonan are going to be slammed with people taking mom out to lunch. So if you're going to lunch today, just be prepared. You're going to have a pretty, pretty long wait. Some of you have opted to maybe have a, a nice cookout or dinner there at the house with some family, and you're looking forward to that. That's great. 
we originally didn't have communion scheduled for today, but I decided that I wanted us to celebrate communion on Mother's Day for this reason. Whatever meal you have later today, it does not compare with the meal that you're about to receive. Because the meal we're about to participate in is, is a meal that, that feeds not so much the body, but feeds the soul and the spirit. And I want us to celebrate communion this morning as a way of um, giving moms and all the rest of us an opportunity to share a meal together that reminds us that we are only at our best as moms or dads or sons or daughters when our hearts and lives are yielded to Christ as Lord. As we come for communion this morning, uh, if you're a mom, I, I, I invite you to come with a spirit of gratitude and as you're receiving the, the elements, just thank God for this favored role, this favored status. Thank God for this wonderful honor and privilege, even though it may be, it's obviously very difficult at times. If you're a son or a daughter, regardless of your age, all of us have a mother. As you come for communion, give thanks for your mother and ask God to bless her. If your mother is no longer living, thank God for her. You know what? She may have been a wonderful mother. She may have not been a wonderful mother. But if nothing else, she gave you the gift of life. And for that, you owe her a debt of gratitude and a show of honor. And let that be on your heart and your mind as you come for communion this morning.